You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. <laughs> you didn't have to get all choked up rooting for yourself over there. I was rooting for you. <laughs> Mike throws his hands up and goes, yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get old someday, too. Oh, it's almost like you needed a pack of cigarettes or something. I don't mm. know. Some menthols or something. All right, Joey. So how you doing, Mike? <clears throat> Doing pretty good, except for this cough thing's going on. This little flimmy flam, huh? <clears throat> yes. <sighs> yep. Flim. How do you spell it? <laughs> Have you seen uh, How Jeff do you spell Dunham's? It? It. Jeff Dunham has uh, Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. Yes. How do you spell it? A C Flem. <laughs> oh, Jeff Dunham. He's hilarious. Yes, he is. So, Mike, maybe Mess. we can get him on the show sometime. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I doubt it, though, unfortunately. We'll do a show across the street at the Capitol Theater and then Ooh. over here. I do have some cool things in the works over there. Okay. I do. So, uh, Mike, uh, let's just go ahead and talk about the Capitol Theater since you mentioned it. This weekend, we're showing two movies. This weekend, two movies. The Bad Guys, which is a comedy kids show, so it's a cartoon. Oh. It's been out for a little while. Uh, but we had an open weekend between Jurassic World Dominion and um, Minions Rise of Gru. So we decided we were going to try and get two movies. We actually put out a poll to see what everybody wanted to watch, whether they wanted to watch Downton Abbey or The Bad Guys. Was and that the North Pole or the South Pole? Yes, exactly. Thank you. Uh, we basically, I mean, it w- we were able to uh, get both movies since they were from the same company. And we're allowed to split them, which is when you show one at one time, one at another. Okay. Normally, they won't let you do that, especially if they're not from the same company. So, that is why we only get one movie usually, and it's two weeks. If it's a Disney, it's three weeks. Okay. But, coming up Friday, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which would be June 24th, I think? Uh, 25th, because Saturday is 26th. Okay, so 25th, 6th, and 7th. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the Bad Guys is playing at 5 p.m. on Friday, 5 p.m. on Saturday, and 2 p.m. on Sunday. And then Downton Abbey New Era is playing at 8 p.m. Friday, 8 p.m. Saturday, and 5 p.m. on Sunday. So uh, both of those had lots of requests and uh, super excited. By the way, happy uh, belated Father's Day to all the fathers listening and uh Mike and I would really like to apologize for not being able to podcast. Uh, we normally meet Monday nights, and I told Mike, I said, eh, let's, let's wait until tomorrow night because it, you know we're supposed to have some bad storms tonight. Good call, Joey. Little did we know it was going to be three tornadoes uh, in the county. So, uh, you know, with that being said, um, obviously there was no electric here to the Historical Society or basically the whole downtown area. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, And then I read last night that Morrow Manor just got power. Oh, wow. uh, You know, right up behind Morrow Manor. They got hit really hard up there in Chesterville. Uh, That tornado went from close to my house through to Chesterville. Um, And they just got power back on. They got hit pretty hard, though. Um, Mike, you know this tornado that came through, or the tornadoes, there, there was no pre-warning for these. No. There was no rotation showing on, from what I understand, on the radar. It, it just basically spawned these EF1 tornadoes, which are winds, I believe, 90 mile an hour to 105 mile an hour. I think yeah, that's I think an that's right. EF1. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, you know, in so somebody said, well, there's a curse, and Mount Gilead should never have been hit by a tornado. And let, me, like, let me talk about that a little I bit. I think it's a blessing, honestly, but well, go ahead. Share about that, because we don't know much. We're not sure if that's really true or if that was a legend that was come up with some uh, folks trying to get tourism into the area. Um, but if it is true, keep in mind that when that prediction was made, North Street was the north northernmost boundary of Mount Gilead. South Street was the southmost boundary. So, at to the tornadoes hit outside those parameters, I do believe. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I want to do a, a quick shout-out. The fire department, the police department, the sheriff's office, all the fire departments in the county, mm-hmm. um, you know, they had... A, a high pressure gas line that required evacuation. Um, they had to go out to, I believe, Yogi Bear, um, yes. Dogwood Valley, and evacuate tent yes, campers. I Thank you that. to Mount Gilead Schools for opening up the mm-hmm. the uh, rear gym. Uh, the street crew in Mount Gilead, uh, fantastic job. Those guys worked. I think they worked every bit of probably fifty hours this week. Oh, probably at least. Um, I know that I know that they were definitely on overtime. Uh, thanks to EMA, EMA director John Harsh, he um, was out. I know I got a, uh, a I saw a picture of Jamie Brucker, Chad Swank, and John uh, Harsh down at the uh, fire department, um, chatting because they definitely thought Mount Gilead. Uh, <laughs> they were they were awake when the second line of storms came through. Uh, that uh, basically yielded the tornadoes. Right. Um, you know, everyone talks about that roaring and that it sounds like a freight train. Let me tell you, it it does. The power went out at my house, and it woke me up. I sleep with a ceiling fan year-round. It woke me up, and I'm like, man, what is going on? And all of a sudden, it stopped raining. And it got real quiet, and then I heard this roaring. Mm-hmm. And it, I was like, wow, is that a train? Because normally inside the house, we can't hear the train, but sometimes we can hear the train, you know, up by Galleon. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, normally I can't hear that. And then all of a sudden, it just started hailing and the wind was blowing. I jumped out of bed. I went to grab or to check on the kids because their bedroom windows faced the west side. And it just got bad. Isaac met me at the door. Um, I told him, I said, go get in bed with mom. It never clicked with me. You know, doing what I do for a profession, safety emergency management, it never dawned on me, oh, my God, this is a tornado. I looked at Facebook. I looked at the radar apps. Nothing mm-hmm. said or suggested tornado. There was no tornado watch. So it didn't dawn on me, but that's what it was. That, uh, that's what I heard was that tornado. The timelines all matched up and everything. I'll never forget that, that sound, though, you know? Right. So... um and, you know, I think one of the big things, Mike, is I don't know if you read most of the stories, but the neighbors helping neighbors. That's what I was going to bring up next. You, you talk about all these professional folks, uh, the, the village uh, workers, the uh, line workers came from out of state even. Yeah, Kentucky and Pennsylvania. just come into town with chainsaws mm-hmm. and um, did what they could to help. Uh, uh, it's an amazing community we live in. So, Mike, I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room here. Okay. June 13th, 1981. Yes. Tornado goes through downtown Cardington. Mm-hmm. June 13th, 2022. Tornado 
basically goes through Mount Gilead. 41 years apart. How weird. Yes, it is. I I didn't even realize it. Thank you to uh, Matt Carey for picking that up. And and I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me. And he mentioned it. I thought that was just the weirdest thing ever. Um, but, you know, I think you're right. The whole neighbors helping neighbors, neighbors checking on neighbors. Uh, who was it? Was it 911 that opened up their doors where you could go down and get your tanks, oxygen tanks filled? Oh, yes, I believe they did. Yes, I think that was That's right. huge. Oh, yes, it's um, really huge. You know, I, uh, I, I, I was just amazed at hearing and seeing. You, you couldn't drive anywhere without seeing a group of people helping to pick up trees or at least clear the lines. Um, I couldn't get a hold of my aunt and uncle, and they live in one of the hard-hit areas uh, north of town. And I couldn't get a hold of them. I tried every which way to get there. I finally was able to get up there. And here they called me. They were camping at Mohican. Oh, okay. And she said, it was just a rough night. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Um, but, you know, super cool. Uh, I saw one of the county electricians uh, that has a business um, was basically on full disaster mode running and saying you get the cable i'll hook everything up so you can get your generator tied into your electric um panel so you can run your house um and he said he was fielding something like 200 calls Mm -hmm. and that's just amazing and you know he's like you know we'll get it Uh, kudos to you sir i think uh hughes i want to say is the last name there Mm -hmm. uh i can't remember the first name i'm going to be calling him i think i i uh, have a generator i'd like to get tied in um, after this, so um, anyway, Mr. Mike, how uh, how did you fare? Did you fare okay out there? Uh, fine. I was I was awake through both rounds. Um, <laughs> the, the one was before I went to bed, and then when I got up, uh, I got up in the middle of the night, which I do several times, by the way. But I got up this time, and and it was so noisy outside. It sounded like there was hail. It sounded like uh, uh, the lightning it was like a strobe. It light. was. It was. I don't. I don't know that I've seen a storm like that before in my lifetime. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that. People older than you have said that. It was. It was something. Yeah. It really, really was. And then they confirmed a derecho, mm-hmm. um, and microbursts. So that storm line <laughs> really gave them. I and mean, we don't see microbursts a lot. Um, we also don't see derechos a lot. I think the last derecho that we've we've been around for was 2012. And, uh, you know, it hit the north side of town again really hard um, up there. Of course, you have a lot of old, big trees down there oh, yes. up there, too. Yes. So, um, you should but, see up at Williamsport by the old school, uh, gigantic trees that I'm sure were there when the school was open, uprooted. Yeah, that was the other thing. It, like, it blew the roots and all. I right. talked to a guy on the phone today who lives over in Knox County. He said he lost five giant maple trees. Right. And he said, we're not talking about, you know, it busted them off. He said, no, it uprooted the trees. He said, I have holes that are probably, you know, at least two to three feet deep. Sure. And, you know, as he said, 10 feet or more wide. Yep. And that, I, that just is amazing. So the nice thing is, you know, we didn't lose... We didn't lose any you know, important buildings or anything. Um, well, from what I understand, there were really no injuries, right. no fatalities, which is amazing. Uh, the tornadoes were small, you know, just a couple yards wide, it said, uh, maybe 25 yards wide. Um, when you think about that compared to like an EF5 that can be up to a mile or more wide, that's a huge tornado. Sure. 
That is a huge tornado. Um, so, but let's talk about some fun stuff to do now that uh, now that we're kind of getting away from cleanup from the storm this weekend. Mike, are you going to go to Cardington Street Fair? Um, I am supposed to be there with the Historical Society. So, so Friday and Saturday. Um, they're having their street carnival, and I think every year we seem to have a bad storm the weekend before this. I'm not 100% sure about that, but it seems like here recently that's the case. Uh, Street Fair offers family fun and entertainment, live music, kids activities, bingo, food trucks, and more. Check out a separate flyer posted on their Facebook page, and this is going to be the Friends of Cardington that are putting this on. It looks like they're going to have a car show, on Saturday morning, starting at nine, um, you know this is a group of people who bust their butts to get uh, all kinds of fun stuff going out there at Cardington, and of course they will have fireworks. And I believe uh, Utaka, uh had a big hand in those again this year. Yes. And uh, I think the words were the biggest and the best fire fireworks display in the county. Okay, so um, that's coming up this weekend. Uh, let's see here. We have, um, I just pulled this up. Mount Gilead cruise and dine at pizza hut is July 13th at 5 PM. Uh, Cardington street fair, by the way, starts Friday night at 5 PM. Um, did, did you do? I can't even say that. Um, down under it's, Didgeridoo, maybe? Didgeridoo, that's it. Okay. That's nice and one. actually, that's that's tonight on Monday night, so okay. we're not going to share that one. Uh, let's see here. There's uh, some stuff going on. Oh, um, so some reviews are back on our friend Jamie Zeger. She's in Chicago up there at, uh, Busire, or at Galleon Community Theater. Yes, she is. There are still some tickets left. Uh, she... They said she did fantastic. So there's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week. If you go to Galleon Community Theater, Google that. You'll be able to find tickets. Um, Chicago is a great show, um, great music. And recently, Catherine Zeta-Jones, um, oh, I can see her name, um, Richard Gere. Uh, can't think of the other name now. I can see her, though. Uh, they were in there July 1st, Friday at noon, Lunch and Learn Science Day at uh, Sullivan Public Library. That's at noon, and you do need to sign up for that. Um, Ohio Bird Sanctuary Summer Reading Event is Thursday, June 30th at 10.30 a.m. at Sullivan Public Library. Charcuterie Workshop and Cutie Board Chick uh, with Cutie QT board chick man. I cannot read or speak tonight. Uh, Bunkers Mill, Saturday, July 9th at 4 p.m. Our friends over there at Bunkers Mill. Uh, looks like it says, um, please join us for a charcuterie workshop at Bunkers Mill Winery, 4 p.m. July 9th. This event is brought to you by Jennifer, the cutie board chick. Uh, and she'll teach you all the tricks for building your very own gourmet charcuterie board. Uh, here is everything you can expect to learn in this class. In this class, gorgeous locally made live edge wood boards uh, you get to use to build your charcuterie board and take it home. Delicious charcuterie kit. 
which includes your meat, specialty cheeses, fruits, veggies, nuts, crackers, jams, chutneys, uh, chocolates, and more. Three, to show you how to make a salami rose and river. Enjoy drinks and light bites as you build. The workshop costs $75 per person per board. Uh, tickets must be purchased by Sunday, June 26th. So that is this weekend. And uh, you can visit their website for more uh, more information. What do you got, Mike? You got anything for this weekend? Oh, that's... Oh, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Um, out at uh, Headwaters, they're going to be... Um, uh, telling the history of the uh, Morrow County home. That'll be Sunday at uh, 2 p.m. So I want to stop out for that. I'm planning on being there. We're going to uh, close down the History Center that day and encourage people to come out to that program. Nice. On Thursday, June 30th at 10.30 a.m., Kids Jurassic Dino Habitat out at Groovy Plants Ranch. My kids got me four indoor trees they're like the bonsai type trees. Okay. Um, a money tree, a rubber tree, um, and a ZZ tree. And it's ZZ because it's got two Zs for the name. Um, and then there, I can't remember what the other one is. But they're super cool looking. So I, I got to find a cool shelf to put them on because they can't be in direct sunlight. But they like bright atmospheres. So we've got the great, a great place for it. I just got to find a table or something to put them on. So that's going to be cool. They got that out at uh, Groovy Plants Ranch. Oh, Mike. Guess what tomorrow, Tuesday the 21st is? First day of summer. Yes, it is. And my girlies turn four oh, tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yes. So they turn four tomorrow, and we're having a, a birthday party for them this weekend, and they're so excited. We bought them. We oh, didn't buy. We're renting a bounce house. Really? Yes, that's what they wanted is a is a bounce house for their birthday. I, I think my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a small, and when I say small, there are 14 grandkids on my wife's side. So when I say small, it's not really small, but you know what I mean. Um, I'm trying to see here. I don't see too much else going on. There's Tuesday crafts at, new, at 11 a.m. at the... It's every Tuesday during summer, beginning at 11 a.m. at Cardington Lincoln Public Library. And then we get into 4th of July festivities. And, Mike, um, you know, it's coming up fast. Yes, it is. Join us for Freedom Fest Ohio, July 1st and 2nd, 2022 at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Brought to you by Finley Entertainment. Celebrate freedom with the Nate Williams Band, Austin French, and headliner Crowder on July 1st, Friday night, starting at 6.30 p.m. Then on Saturday, July 2nd, join Scott Stevens, Heath Sanders, Rodney Atkins, and headliner Justin Moore. Tickets are on sale now. Visit FreedomFestOhio.com. Mike, I can't begin to tell you how cool that concert is going to be. We've been working on this for a while. Um working with the with uh, multiple teams for safety and and you know preparations and uh, I'm super excited. I think uh, Steve Finley um, from Finley's Entertainment has really done a, a cool job and you know VIP tickets you get a meal um, on I think it's Saturday. There's a meal with your VIP tickets and he built a 60 foot bar and it is super cool. 
I'm I, I gotta tell you, if I weren't working the event, I would definitely go to it. Mm. I just think it's so cool. Um, that we're having some of these huge, I mean, Crowder's not a small name by any means, um, and neither is Justin Moore. Um, so what's, what else is going on there, Mike? Anything? Um, I think, I think we've covered about everything in the county for the next week or two. I, uh, did notice that they did go ahead and do the, uh, the tours of the farms, Yes, did they? Yeah, this last weekend they uh, took those. Uh, they went ahead and did those, so that's kind of cool. Next week, folks, we'll talk to you about uh, the Fourth of July. We'll have a list of all the Fourth of July uh, celebrations and all that good stuff, and uh, when that's coming up. So, Mister Mike, do you think are we ready? As ready as we're going to be. Are you ready to flash back? Let's flash back. <laughs> All right, Mike, you're looking a little dizzy over there. Oh, that trip always gets to me. Um, last two weeks, we've been talking about the, um, the push of the Cardington people to get the um, uh, county seat moved from Mount Gilead to Cardington. Right. Back in the 1870s. So I'm going to conclude this week by reading some more newspaper articles concerning that that uh, period in time. This is from the uh, Morrow County Independent, February 26th, 1874. Wow, okay. In the days of 25 years ago, when much of the land in what is now known as Morrow County was a forest where dwelt the raccoon, the squirrel, and the chipmunk, and when at dewy morn sang the birds of the wildwood, a little village of sacred name secured unto themselves the honors of a shire town, presenting their prayer before the August assembly with many a fair promise of what they would do and would not do, among which was a promise that if the legislature would only uh, favor them by robbing the counties of Richland, Knox, Delaware, and Marion and constitute a new county of the stolen lands with Mount Gilead by an act of the General Assembly as the seat of justice. The citizens of Mount Gilead would apply balm from Mount Gilead to the wounded spirits of the wronged public in the value of $7,000 in the rearing of good, substantial public buildings as compensation for ignoring the rights of the people to a vote upon the question of location of the seat of justice. Their prayer was answered, but alas, for the poor people 25 years ago, $7,000 was a large sum of money, and no sooner had they secured the coveted boon than as if by instinct or by the weird power of magicians, they began the invention of a plan to thwart the drawing from the village treasury the balm of $7,009. A citizen tells how they, uh, uh, how they came it thusly. By a subsequent act, the $7,000 was placed upon the tax duplicate of Gilead Township in utter violation of the law passed in the winter of 1847, which constituted an express agreement in the words of a citizen of Mount Gilead as follows. The county seat 
shall be located at Mount Gilead, provided the citizens therefore thereof pay or secure to be paid to the county the sum of $7,000 towards the erection of the courthouse and jail. Only 7000 for that? $7,000. Wow. And in case they fail to do so within a specified time, that steps be taken to determine its location. The citizens of Gilead not only broke faith with the people of the county in this instance, but in every other when it has uh, been possible to do so. Even the very lobby uh, bills for the county have been paid out of the common treasury of the people. When Dr. Uh, Geller, in the winter of the obtaining of our county, was in Columbus and could no longer pay money for lobbying purposes, he gave his uh, note for several hundred dollars to a lawyer, Fisher of Cleveland, which after uh, he was elected treasurer of the new county, he paid out of the treasury, and thus, finally, when it was said he had been, as is generally believed, agreed with or hired to uh, abscond, then the whole series of acts of public robbery, which centered upon, which uh, entered up in one grand slam total and spread upon the tax duplicate, duplicate in an amount but little short of $40,000. Okay, I have to explain. This is copied off an old newspaper, and it's very hard to read. <laughs> I, I really can't read better than that. Um, here's something that was in the Independent, February 26th of 1874. <coughs> a businessman of Mount Gilead says that a farmer cannot come to Cardington with a load of grain or produce of any kind without being ill-treated by having a half dozen men climbing in his wagon and trying to buy his produce. But, he says, a farmer can come into Mount Gilead and drive quietly to, to the same hitching place and go and hunt up a buyer. Quiet town, that. Huh. Oh, a couple more here. Uh, March 18th, 1874, the Union Register. Now, the Union Register, I believe, was a Mount Gilead paper. The excitement on county seat is uh, running so high that subscribers to Gilead papers at Cardington discontinue them by wholesale and vice versa. These county seat fights are young insurrections. That was in the Bucyrus Forum. The above is all right with the exception of and vice versa. People here expect nothing else than for the, uh, the sheet at Cardington to defend its own town. They in that town are penny wise and pound foolish. Wow. <laughs> oh, this fight got quite bitter back then. I mean, they, they wanted the county seat moved, and they wanted it moved now. Um, this is what is actually... Those were pretty strong words for the time. Like, they we were. don't think that now, but those were strong words for the time. Well, this is actually from the state legislature. I will read portions of it. A copy of the law creating Morrow County cannot be found in our vicinity. A friend has taken the pains to procure a copy from the state library, and, uh, and we give below a true copy of all that relates to the location of the county seat and a synopsis of the residue. An act to erect the county... Tomorrow, um, I'll go on. Uh, March 18th, 
go on down here, and the seat of justice within and for said county shall be and is hereby fixed and established in Mount Gilead to wit. Hmm. Um, Amazing. I think I'll stop there. But uh, I, I still say that's where the rivalry between Mount Gilead and Cardington started back in, back in the 1870s. It had to. Had so. to. Um, so here's some, some pretty cool stuff that also happened in history, but not necessarily local history. Uh, on June 20th, 1975, Mike, do you know what movie came out? 75? Jaws? Okay, I was going to say Jaws or Rocky, one of the two. Yep, um, definitely it was Jaws. Um, In 1865, abolition of of slavery announced in Texas on Juneteenth. Oh, yes, yes. So actually we're recording this on um, June 20th, which is now a federal holiday which is Juneteenth, and it was uh, to celebrate the last state, I believe, that uh, still had legal slavery. Uh, it was to celebrate that. So um, let's see here. We have um, on June 21st, 1788, New Hampshire becomes the ninth and last necessary state to ratify the Constitution of the United States, thereby making the document the law of the land. By 1786, defects in the post-Revolutionary War Articles of Confederation were apparent, such as the lack of a central authority over foreign and domestic commerce. Congress endorsed a plan to draft a new constitution, and on May 25, 1787, the Constitutional Convention convened at Independence Hall in Philadelphia. On September 17, 1787, after three months of debate moderated by Convention President George Washington, the new U.S. Constitution was created a strong federal, which created a strong federal government with an intricate system of checks and balances was signed by 38 of the 41 delegates present at the conclusion of the convention as dictated by Article 7. The document would not become binding until it was ratified by nine of the 13 states. So I thought that was kind of cool. You know, that's uh, we're still living by that... uh, by that today, you know. Um, let's see here. What else? What else? Um, and all of the, you know, all of my history stuff comes to you from uh, from history.com, uh, this day in history. On uh, June 22nd, 1944, FDR, President FDR, signs the GI Bill. Uh, I know several people who have taken advantage of the GI uh, Bill, and uh, it's been fanta- uh, fantastic for them. Uh, 2011, uh, June 22nd, 2011, notorious Boston mobster Whitey Bulger is arrested. Bulger. Is it Bulger or Bulger? I think it's Bulger, I do believe. Yeah, I think so. I think I said that wrong. Um, well... Do you have anything, Mike? Any uh, um, thing I, maybe I'm not thinking of that you know of? I think that we, uh, I think we've, uh, we're about ready to go back to the uh, present. All right, one last thing. 
June 24th, 1997. On June 24th, 1997, U.S. Air Force officials release a 231-page report dismissing long-standing claims of an alien spacecraft crash in Roswell, New Mexico. Almost exactly 50 years earlier. And you know what's kind of funny is now they're actually releasing documents there are things out there. They have no idea what they are. Okay. Um, and that has been really since uh, COVID. They've been rela- releasing a lot of information, and it, it's a little interesting, but it's, it's not being covered because there's so much other stuff going on. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, interesting to see that. So if you're interested, get on there, and I know you can uh, look it up. There's been a lot of um, FOIA requests to get uh, – to get all of that information. So, all right, Mr. Mike, are you ready? Let's hold on and go back. All right, so, Mike, I want to talk about a business here. All right? Okay. I'm going to talk about a new business that is an old business. Make sense? Sure. All right, Pirate's Cove. And Cardington. Yes, yes. So, originally part of the original three pizza places owned by Barb and Max Wisey, right? A while ago, it was sold to uh, a family, and that family has now transitioned to the second generation for the second time. So, it was owned, uh, I can't think of her first name, I just went blank, Ames uh, was her last name, and... Anyway, so it was transitioned to a niece, Marissa, and uh, her husband um, bought it, and they ran it for a while, and they recently just sold it to her cousin, Tressa Cook. Okay. Used to be Tressa Snyder. They now, uh, they opened, do you want to know what day they opened? (laughs) On the day of the tornado. (laughs) They opened, yeah. On uh, June fourteenth, um, it was their opening day, right? And they have they're like, we have power, uh, so they opened on um, uh, on the fourteenth from four to ten, um, and they actually opened the doors early because of everything going on, so folks could get something, you know, something with some some oomph behind it, right? Well, the cool thing is they sold out. The opening night. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, she says here, wow, last night was absolutely crazy. What a way to launch a business. Thank you to everyone who ordered. Thank you for your patience and grace with us on our first night as we did our best to serve as many customers as possible. I know some customers were unable to get orders in before we ran out of supplies, and I'm sorry for that. We ran out of almost everything, including pizza. Never in a million years did I expect for our first night to go like that. Uh, but I am so thankful for this success. So she, um, it's it's kind of neat. So her niece Bailey is now um, a teenager, and she's working there. So now we're talking. This is the th- this is uh, what would this be? The third generation mm-hmm. now uh, that is working. I think it's so cool. And she's now brought back her aunt, who I worked with at Purple Indian. They it, honestly, I think pizza runs through this 
this family's veins, to tell you the truth. Because I worked with Tressa uh, at Purple Indian and Marissa at Purple Indian back in the day, uh, as well as Maureen. So uh, shout out to Tressa um, at Pirate's Cove. They now are going to be open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. And uh, go out there, get some good pizza. Uh, they also have subs. They have all kinds of fun stuff. You can find it. It's pizza, uh, Pirates Cove Pizza and Subs in Cardington. They're at Pirates Cove Pizza on Facebook. Uh, they, I got to tell you, it's pretty cool. They've got PiratesCovePizza.com if you're interested. And uh, I'm not sure if you can order online or not. I'm looking here to see. I know uh, the menu is there. That you can see, but I don't think you can order online. But just give them a call. It is 419-864-5766. And they're actually located right next to the library in town there. Yeah, I had so, some of their pizza Wednesday night. They do not accept checks, just so you know, but they do take cards and cash. So, uh, well, how was your pizza then? Oh, it, it was it was. You fantastic. said pizza, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I got to tell you. I have a soft spot for pizza. I mean, it's my belly. It's my, that's my soft spot. But I, I love pizza. I think I could probably eat pizza five days a week, I think. Easy. So, Mr. Mike, anything, uh, anything else coming up this week? Um, anything uh, newsworthy? That's all I know of. All right. Well, I want to say happy birthday to Leslie and Laney. Turning four tomorrow. Man, my big girls. Uh, let's see. I, we already did a shout out to everybody who, you know, put their their sweat into cleaning up from the from the storm this past week. Um, I guess we're going to have to just ask for grace again, right? You know, everybody's going through something. We all went through something together this week with power outages and... Uh, you know, can, thank you again to Consolidated, um, you know, and Ohio Edison getting folks in to help get that taken care of and, and get power back on. I know they were working 16-hour shifts around the clock to to do that, and I am very thankful for my finished basement. I was able to send the kids off to my in-laws with my wife <laughs> um, because we didn't have running water at the house. Right. Um, but I was able to stay there and mine the generator so we didn't lose all of the beef that we bought. <laughs> um, and I was able to stay, you know, cool in the basement. So uh, I was very thankful for that. What, uh, let's do that. What, would, what are you thankful for, Mike? I know it's not November, but, you know, it is nice and grounding every now and then to, you know, say out loud, what are you, what are you thankful for? Oh, I've got a lot for which to be thankful. I mean... Uh, the community we live in, we we live in a wonderful, wonderful community where people are caring. Half of us are related to the other half, but you know, <laughs> we're, we're we're quite close, um, neighborly. Nobody's afraid to get their hands dirty and, and pitch in and help if somebody's in need. Uh, that that's a big one right there. And um, yes, I'm very thankful for the Morrow County, not just Mount Gilead, Morrow County community. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, I think that's a good one. That really is, and I I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're probably driving right now, uh, maybe cleaning the house, um, maybe working and listening to this podcast. Take a second after the podcast is over here and really kind of take a, a minute and think about what you're thankful for. And, uh, you know, it helps to reset you. 
Uh, you know, if, if it's a, a rough day at work or a rough day at home or, you know, reset yourself. Think about what you are thankful for. Oh, sure. Um, you know, it could always be worse. You know, we don't always think that. It could always be worse. Um, but be thankful. Be graceful. And give grace to others as we all go through um, life that, you know, it's meant to give us hurdles, right? Yes. Yeah, it's part of life. So as we get ready to end here, give each other grace, care for each other, help each other. Mike, what terrible puns do you have for us? Well, I had a question for you. Is it a question or is it a pun? It's not a pun. It's a question. Okay. Why do bullfighters have such... Uh, uh, such uh, soft skin. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because they use oil of Olay. All right, folks, <laughs> on that note, we will uh, see you guys next week. Be humble, be grateful, give grace, and until next week, bye-bye. I wasn't done yet. <laughs>